2: Hey, Patrick, are you recording? I am. Hey, Regan can't hear this. He's off the call. But what a schmuck, right? Doing all that work for free? Come on.
3: Yeah, like we've been doing basically for the last five and a half years.
2: We really got him. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with two dads. It's your boy, Ethan.
3: And I'm Patrick. That's a tweet. That's my tweet. Hold on. (laughs) What do you mean? That was my tweet from the pillar thing. I was going to say, what if, what if it's... Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that takes five and a half years to realize that they could turn their side hustle into uh, income. (laughs)
2: Patrick, Patrick, what if it's, what if it's not in reference to Ed and JD?
3: Oh, who's our two dads? Is it us? Are we the Dads? Are the dads coming from inside the house? Keep going.
1: What? <laughs> no way.
2: <laughs> you're so dumb. You've been
3: waiting to drop that on me and you're like, "What's Patrick's What's uh what's Patrick's reaction going to be? Hey, you took my tweet, you jerk." <laughs>
2: i cannot believe you dude it took you <laughs> i just watched your gear spin for so long i was like to hmm, are we the, the dads
3: are our listeners the children are, i'm are a we, dad are interesting we the
2: dads? there's two dads so that would be congratulations would be yes thank you
3: that's so exciting so i'm sure all of your family yes. knows or am i the first person you did it is emma know? <laughs> i'm just kidding that's awesome I
2: hope so. <laughs> no that's why we're that's why we're in kansas city was to tell my parents, and then we haven't told her parents yet. But this podcast isn't going out until after they know. So,
3: I I, I texted Phoebe really quickly. Ethan Emma preg. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited.
2: Ethan Ethan preg. It happened. This is so
3: exciting. Is this why the timetable moved up on buying a house?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. We made the decision uh before we knew. I think we just wanted to, we didn't want to rent for longer than we had to because uh, just throwing money away. Yeah. You know, you can't, cause you can't write off your rent, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. You also can't write off your That's mortgage true. payment,
2: but I do get, you do get a <laughs> tax credit for, you know, interest or something like, I don't really, I don't really know how much, how all that works, but no, it had nothing to do with it. We just, we're like, all right, we're going to trust that, um, God's going to bring us a, a family to fill this house that we're building. But like, we had no idea that we, cool. that we were, we pregnant. So that's kind of where we're at. Not to not to steal the thunder from your wife's impending uh, birth.
3: Not at all. No, this is great.
2: It's extremely exciting.
3: I, I we also conceived around the time that you had uh, marriage. A big so a big that, thing going yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of we're kind of just stepping on each other there.
2: Yeah. So finally we're at the point where it's like all right, two white middle-aged dads on a podcast. Like that's it's <laughs> that's what that's what, that's what that's we what our show is. This is the rebrand. That's what
3: That's what we've always been. It's supposed to be. Yes. This is the telos of the podcast. That's so exciting.
2: Yes. I'm 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 very happy. I'm very content. It's been so fun to tell people. Yeah, it's so great. I don't know what you did to your parents, but we uh they weren't surprised. I it's it's very frustrating when I tell people and they're like not surprised. You know, they're like, "Oh, this is great," and like they're happy, but they're not like blown away. You know? Yeah. But I'm trying to think if there was anybody. We did sit down and like we were talking. We came over to one of our friends' houses, and uh, we were like talking. And he was he was talking about his daughter, and she oh she's sleeping, doing all these things. And he sat down, and I was gonna do like some kind of word game, you know, where it was like him and his daughter were in the house, and me and Emma were there. I was gonna be like, yeah, all you know, six of us here in the house. Like I was going to do something like that. There was there was no avenue for it that's in the conversation. Funny. So we sat down and he was yeah. like, "So what's going on with you guys?" I said, "We're pregnant." <laughs> 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 and his eyes were just like, "What? What? No way." So that was pretty cool.
3: I'm not surprised. I'm excited, sure, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. it's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, Phoebe's grandparents were just like, "They they have all they already have about 7 great-grandkids." And mm-hmm. so when Phoebe told them, they were just, "Wow."
2: That's yeah. cool. <laughs> my, I told my my mom's parents, and this is their first great-grandkid. This my Both sets of our parents, it's their first grandkid. And my, yeah. my mom's grandparents, it's their first great-grandkid. Uh, my dad's grandparents have like 45 great-grandkids, it feels like. I have no idea. But we got them like flowers, and Emma wrote in big letters. She said, to the best great-grandparents you know like made it very clear and they opened the card and my grandpa like he just got it he he yeah he understood immediately and like turned and like shook my hand and was like congratulations and my grandma judy just was like reading the card she goes oh the best grandparents that's so nice we are the best grandparents you know this is and sam was like judy read it again and she <laughs> she had to read it like three times before she got it
3: that's amazing with my with my grandma, we put um we put a bun in her oven. That when we visited when we visited the apartment, we yeah. put a little piece of bread in in the oven. And did
2: you just, like make her watch you? What? Like you just stood up in the middle of conversation, picked up a bun, and then walked over to the oven, put it in, and then just stared at her.
3: No 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 no. We we put it in. And we said we were like, oh grandma, there's something in your oven, and and she opened up and she was like, oh a bagel, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> She was like trying to like be polite, you know. A
2: bangle, it's an avocado. Thanks. Thanks, exactly.
3: She's like, and Nick was like, no, it's a bun. And Grandma was like, oh, there, there's a bun. It's a bun in the oven. There's a bun in the oven. She like, God, I have it on video. I can send it to you. It was very, it was very funny. Oh, but yeah perfect. those pregnancy announcements were so great we waited way too long to tell everyone
2: you really did it was forever we we didn't get to have this kind of celebratory moment on the podcast with you because no you like didn't want me to talk about it and then you would sneak it in and then everybody found out because we were just talking about you being a dad casually in conversation yeah i yeah. was like wait what
3: <laughs> what well, hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> what did you say i remember the discord everyone was like eye emojis that was yeah. fun, but yeah, we told we told everyone except for our families before our families because we wanted to tell them in person. Mm-hmm. We did it backwards.
2: We started telling our friends last during Holy Week. Basically, we got our we got our ultrasound during first ultrasound during Holy Week, and uh, told some people then, and then made up an excuse to come up here for we want to celebrate Easter with you. I mean, which is true, but yeah, like, yeah, you know. So here we are. That's great. That's why I'm Congratulations. in my parents' basement. Thank you. I wanted to tell you during the other call, Rig is going to find out editing this podcast, which I think is pretty funny.
3: <laughs> that is funny. Ethan popped up on my on my phone. We did a phone call. Ethan popped up on my phone in a Focus Polo in his parents' basement, and I was like, "What year is it?" And that's just <laughs> two thousand and seventeen. With, a, with, a, with a blue Yeti snowball microphone. And I'm like, "That's yeah. never. That's never been <laughs> our brand."
2: I did forget. I forgot my regular microphone on this travel session because we were packing early in the morning and I just didn't get everything. I also forgot my glasses. Oh no. And I almost forgot deodorant, but it oh, turns out turns out that I brought it, so we're we're good to go. <laughs> good. So I had to go to Target and buy this blue snowball microphone uh, that I'm going to promptly return after I'm done with this this podcast. So, shout out to Blue Shout out to Target.
3: Make sure you take the podcast off the microphone before you uh, return it. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Secrets of podcasting. People don't realize the, the microphone stores the podcast. Yeah. I can't believe they're selling podcasting microphones at retail, big box retail stores. I can. You can? I mean...
2: In the age of Zoom... Sure, you know, I guess in the that's true. Work from home pandemic economy in
3: the in the gig economy, the, the work from home gig economy. I think I, I mean we we saw the statistic that you know there was a million podcasts started in twenty twenty. So I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The amount of podcasts doubled.
2: Yes, you know. To be fair, it did take me a while to find the podcasting microphones in the Target. Um, they're
3: not like they're not on end caps,
2: no, no, they were. and it was like on a bottom shelf, and the box was all kind of beat up. And it was just, yeah, it was just this one, like this one that I bought here and one like Yeti microphone. And that was it. There wasn't anything else there. So
3: oh, you didn't get the yeti?
2: well, the yeti, I know I'm not gonna buy a one hundred dollars microphone just to return it you know i'm gonna buy the 50 one to return it
3: to return it
1: yes
2: (laughs) so we got the update obviously on my wife's you know situation (laughs) was the update on i was gonna say my wife's uterus but (laughs) your
3: wife's great matter no no baby yet for us no birth yet but any day now
2: baby watch baby watch 22 Continues. continues we have a you, you haven't seen this but there's quite a few people throwing down some money in the discord we made a everybody except patrick channel yeah okay <laughs> and we're, we're all we're all gambling on it i've already lost 500
3: <laughs> the baby pool no longer exists for half of my family they all they all got it wrong they were like early 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 and everyone who guessed late is like yay always guess late obviously yeah that's not true but yeah, no baby yet. I there are some signs. There's some, you know, the the sky is red right returning or whatever. It's a, uh-huh. uh, you know, <laughs> there's the the skies are are changing. So something something's about to happen. But I was happy yep. it didn't happen uh, yesterday because we had Edge night and I was like, I hope it doesn't happen today because I, this is, I just got to get through this last event of the year. And then is this the know? last one? The very the last Edge, one. yeah, was last night.
2: Mm-hmm. On four twenty. On 420, yeah. Nice, dude.
3: N- yeah, I know. Sick. No one mentioned it. No one mentioned it. <laughs> okay, that's good. So I think I gave the best middle school talk that I've given ever. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've only given, I mean, I've only given eight this semester. So I've only given 16, 15 total talks to middle mm-hmm. schoolers. I don't talk to middle schoolers. Who does? So it's been a wild ride of learning how to talk to these kids. And I'm I'm bummed that I'm going to have a four-month break because I need to stay sharp somehow.
2: Just keep talking to me every week. <laughs>
3: I was like, what do kids your age, what What do kids your age think will make them happy? We just yell it out. Just, I don't need to raise your hand. Just yell it out. And then some were like, money, relationships. And one of them said, drugs. And then a bunch of them laughed. And I was like, if you think that's a joke, like that's not happening, you don't know your friends. <laughs> I, I wanted to make, I wanted to reference 420.
2: Fortnite skins. Someone
3: did say Fortnite skins. I just went Fortnite battle pass and half of them laughed. Because that's like a meme. That's funny. It, is it Is that a Fortnite battle pass? Anyway, I don't know. It, it was a meme. It a I don't know. It, it was a, it was oh, a meme okay. with I, one of my teens at, at the Holy Spirit.
2: I'm impressed that you made a reference to a meme that the middle schoolers laughed at because usually they're they're 10 steps ahead of us.
3: Oh, yeah. You just have to like reference a popular thing ironically and you're good. That's it? That's it. Oh, yeah. It's so simple. They think they're original. They're not.
2: They're not. They don't know anything.
3: Every middle schooler thinks they invented swearing. <laughs>
2: They all think this. Mm-hmm. You're the first guy to make a dirty joke.
3: I was at a baseball game and one of them says shiitake mushrooms and goes, Oh no, Patrick's here. And I'm like, guys, I am twenty five years old. Come on. You think I have never heard or said or said that word before, you know? I think I think you should be saying it not because you're it's a it's a, an awful word and you're gonna go to hell, but because you're 12 and you don't know how to use it yet, okay? <laughs> you can't use swear words because you're not because they're wrong but because you're bad at it I,
2: I think if you're gonna swear just get more creative than using shiitake mushrooms you know you you gotta find a better way no he said he said oh the he actual said the, oh well Regan edit that out see now i'm worried now i'm worried that he's not gonna edit that out we're gonna lose our all of our sponsorships because of all the swearing that we do
3: <laughs> someone did ask me are you guys an explicit podcast And i was like no
2: we definitely could be if we wanted to
3: we could be I'll, I'll talk about old people sex, if it, be, if it becomes our most listened to episode. Uh, uh, or I don't know.
0: My grandmother then said, what do you do when you get hot down there? You know, down in your lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what, <laughs> what? We went from delightful conversation to talking about 91-year-old grandmother's sexual arousal. Luke, what am I supposed to do with this while I am getting my hair cut? You go well. Let's talk about theology of the body. Deep cut,
2: deep cut. Emma did tell me I, this is connected to the middle school thing. I had a bit of a crisis of faith because not only now am I a father, but I am also about to turn twenty six, which means I am entering my late to early late twenties to early thirties. That's what's what I am about yeah. to be in. I am twenty five, so I
3: feel I, I feel mid twenty. I feel great. I feel like cool. I am I am an adult. My my frontal cortex is developed.
2: Even as a 25 year old I still feel like I'm in my late 20s. Like I've never felt like I'm in my mid 20s. You know?
3: I see that. I don't know. I 26 is mid 20s. Okay. Yeah, you get 3, you get 3 in each year. 20 doesn't count. We're not going to count 20.
2: Okay, that's not no.
3: 21, 2, 3 is early.
2: 19 and 20 are just 18 plus.
3: Yeah. Yes. It's the plus in the 18 plus.
2: Correct. Yeah. Hey, I think a Speaking of middle schoolers, I think our Pittsburgh news <laughs> is going to be is going to be right on on target.
3: That's great. Please hit me with the Pittsburgh news.
2: Let's do it. Police say a male victim was shot in both legs in an 11th floor apartment on Stanwyck Street. People that live inside there were stunned to hear the news. I can't recall like one single incident besides like an alarm going off or like, you know, like a dog. Getting
3: a potato chip bag stuck on its head.
2: She reportedly suffered a broken arm and lacerations from the deployed airbag. Her parrot was fine. Angel told officials. Was are arbitrary. Uh, welcome to Pittsburgh News. This segment is on brand in like four different ways, okay? Really? Uh, yeah, I'm going to let you figure this out. So this comes from Cisionprnewswire.com. I don't know what this website is, but it's a Pittsburgh Sounds legitimate. It's real. What is it called when there's like the little R and then there's a circle around it? Like after a um, a
3: red registered yeah, like, like okay. R, registered, like registered, trademark? registered yeah okay. or something <clears throat> like that.
2: Tony the Tiger trademark. <laughs> And pro running back (laughs) Najee Harris surprised Pittsburgh Public Schools with a game-changing Mission Tiger trademark donation. Battle Creek, Michigan, April 21, 2022. Today. Tony the Tiger trademark is kicking off a Mission Tiger trademark donation, with an assist from his newest teammate, Pro running back Najee Harris, with a surprise visit to Greenfield Elementary School in Harris's hometown of Pittsburgh. I know about
3: you Pittsburgh. You know about
2: this. You know about Pro running back Najee Harris. It's all part of the celebration for Tony's big win of achieving his goal to help one million kids gain better access to sports. <laughs>
3: One million kids gain better access to sports. They couldn't play sports before.
2: We need to raise money because there's just not enough sports going around. You just see the kids. What are they doing? They're doing drugs. They're smoking weed. They just need more sports. (laughs) Via Kellogg's Frosted Flakes registered Mission Tiger trademark. (laughs) Acting as middle school coaches for the day, Tony and Harris are stopping by Pittsburgh Public Schools, Greenfield.
3: Hold on. How did Tony the Tiger act? Is it a guy in a costume?
2: It is a guy. (laughs) In a costume.
3: Could you imagine a guy in a costume with a whistle just just coming to your school and telling you to do wind sprints and burpees? (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to do passing drills. I'm Tony the Tiger.
2: (laughs) That that route was not great. That was really, really bad route. Uh, Greenfield Elementary School to surprise their stellar co-ed flag football team with a Mission Tiger trademark donation. To help the next generation of athletes get on the field and unleash their inner tiger, the duo is delivering new flag football equipment, which I'm pretty sure is, it's just, it's just like a belt, you know? Like, it's really not that much.
3: I think it's possibly the cheapest sport equipment.
2: I don't see Tony Tiger paving new tennis courts, okay? this He's really doing the bare minimum. <laughs>
3: He's not. He's not paving new pickleball courts. All right. He's not. He's not. He's not making <laughs> new subdivisions.
2: Complete duo, with pickleball. Can you cards. imagine living in a suburb <laughs> that is branded as <laughs> the Kellogg suburb? A, this is Tony the Tiger Lane, and uh, I don't know what else Kellogg's. Is. I'm confusing with General Mills. <laughs> Football equipment, uniforms, and more. Plus, scouting out top talent. There is a pro draft coming up, after all. And Tony and Harris are always looking to build their roster. This is a quote. Over the past two years, we've seen many middle school sports programs cut short, which means kids miss out on the benefits of school sports. Are we really seeing sports programs getting cut anywhere?
3: When I was in school, I heard this about the arts all the time. But also, but they were like, arts programs keep getting cut. And then it was always like, they just care more about the football team. I mean, that was a plot in like eight Disney Channel movies. Yes. And I was like, and then, but then I saw like the band and the football team both had to do like these gigantic fundraisers and also sell ads at the football games. And so I was like, okay, where's all the money going then? If they have to cut it, where's the money going? You know? Yeah. The answer is administrative
2: overhead. They have to pay the principal more. Uh, so that he doesn't leave
3: it's not even the principal more it's that now there's another appliance uh, office that needs oh, to be instituted yeah, so right, right, yeah and right. it's
2: an equity diversity and inclusion officer that isn't right yes there.
3: And, and it's it's a it's a it's a way for it's a way for the state to monopolize education so small public small private schools can't start up as easily
2: that's so crazy
3: i mean the same thing happens with the same thing happens with you know farms you know there's a you have to have a compliance officer at the usda at the usda whatever
2: when my high school uh when they won the the football team won the state tournament when I was a sophomore we won the state football title. Cool.
3: And you get one of those little signs on a highway?
2: We got sponsored by Adidas. Jeez. So, I just don't believe that school sports are are going anywhere, you know?
3: Yeah, I don't think so. It's
2: Tony the Tiger. How would you build a kiln? Okay? Have you considered that? <laughs> <laughs> um so that's why Mission Tiger trademark reaffirmed our commitment to help 1 million kids gain better access to sports and help keep kids in the game. I just don't
3: I'm trying to I'm trying to not scream as much on the podcast. So just picture this thing that I'm about to say but not but me screaming. Um the thing you sell is corn with sugar on it. <laughs> you understand this about yourself, right? The thing you sell is corn with sugar on it in various forms. Like that's what Kellogg's is. It's just crushed up corn with sugar on it with sugar on it and so like why why are you sponsoring athletic anything that's what i want to know
2: but they want better access to sports and they want to help keep kids in the game is the thing
3: i understand they need to get out on the field they need to get on the roster They don't want kids leaving
2: the game. Ryan Versfield, senior brand manager, Kellogg, U.S., ready to get a serious (laughs) trademark (laughs) segment. Sorry,
3: I hated those words.
2: (laughs) We're thrilled to be in Pittsburgh today to celebrate reaching this huge goal with our teammate, Najee Harris, and deliver another Mission Tiger donation, this time to the kids and coaches at Pittsburgh Public Schools. This Mission Tiger donation will help middle schoolers at Greenfield Elementary as well as impact every middle school in the Pittsburgh Public Schools district, ultimately helping more than 38,000 Pittsburgh kids play sports. Can you imagine Tony to Tiger coming to your school, holding a gun to your head and saying, listen, you are going to play sports. You are going to have so much access. Show your stripes. <laughs> Shut
1: up. Unleash that tiger. Uh,
2: kids oh, across man. the city will enjoy better access to improved fields, upgraded training equipment, new uniforms. What training equipment do middle schoolers need for flag football? <laughs> Those little ladders that you do the t- 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 in? <laughs> like, what t- t- do they need? They're not doing squats. You ever seen a middle schooler do squats? They break in half.
3: Pittsburgh is a weird place, man. I don't know if you have like travel teams in Kansas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, ever yeah. have
3: the. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't I didn't know anyone who played, like, travel hockey or travel baseball, but there are, like, so many of my kids who play travel baseball in middle school.
2: But what would they do if they had more access?
3: I mean, it is true that, like, only middle-class families can afford to p- have their kids play travel ball. Yes, that's true. But so <laughs> travel ball is
2: not important, you know? This is what Dr. Wayne D. Walters, interim superintendent of Pittsburgh schools, has to say. He says, thanks to Mission Tiger— We'll be able to provide our middle schoolers across the entire district with the equipment and opportunities they need to keep playing the sports they love for years to come. So my question is, is Tony the Tiger coming back like every two years as these kids are growing and providing new equipment? You know, like, no, of course. So I don't understand. They're going to keep playing these sports for years to come. The access is unfettered. Tony the Tiger provided a couple of belts for flag football. I just don't. Who
3: mm. Kellogg's needed? A, Kellogg's need some good PR because they had they that big strike happen. They had the whole had thing, the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they were like, "Let's allocate some money to do this like little PR stunt. and We'll make sure that the money, I don't know, help. Uh, they like, threw darts at a board. Like, uh, we send money to public schools to mm-hmm. help underprivileged kids play flag football. Yes, got it. Cool. <laughs> That's what
2: we'll do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep.
3: Am I, I I like how they're talking in like goal centered language, like we made our goals. Like am I impressed that the multi million dollar corporation was able to allocate money to help a million people do something? No. In fact, I think they should be legally forced to do that more often. <laughs> Coerce them.
2: There's uh, there's a little bit of information here. If you're if you're interested, you can go to mission tiger.com uh and donate, I suppose, which I just don't this whole thing is odd to me. It says here in the paragraph below that they made 14.2 billion dollars last year. And so I don't know why in the paragraph preceding they say donate here. Just take more of the 14 billion dollars and put it just put it over there.
3: Well, no, here's here's the thing. Like I don't I don't know if this is what Kellogg's is doing. But like so you know how like you know how like Walmart will ask you if you want to donate money to the food bank?
2: Yeah, 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 or whatever. for sure, for sure.
3: So if you do that at a point of sale system, uh-huh. It's a retail so like they're just getting the money, and then they can donate the money and they can write it off as if it was money they lost. Oh, that's crazy! It's so smart.
2: This is the last thing. This is the last thing I'll say about this article, and then we can move on. Um, did you know that the New York Stock Exchange ticker symbol for the Kellogg Company is K?
3: No, I didn't know that. That makes sense.
2: Somebody texts you and says, "Hey, what's your favorite cereal brand to invest in on the stock market?" You just respond K. K. <laughs> No, that, that's first of all, that's really rude. But I was actually—I guess I ask you a serious question. Okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> it's old enough for—it's old enough to have been one of the companies that got one of the twenty-six one-letter ticker
2: symbols. So that's a—that's uh, the news for today. If you're out in at Greensfield Elementary and you're seeing Tony the Tiger and Pro Running Back Najee Harris, um, then you're—you're you're in for a treat. Better access to sports, baby. That's what we're all about here.
3: But, okay, hold on. So the 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 um. The, the on brandness was middle school. Correct. Pittsburgh. Correct. Cereal. Correct. Sports. Correct. Hating sports, at least. We got to talk about well, the hating I don't, sports. I don't think
2: we, I, yeah, I mean.
3: I hate all kinds of physical activity.
2: Ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum.
3: I, I, I have a, this is the hill, this is a hill that I will definitely die on is that I think the sports funnel that kids that do sports are a part of from the is is getting younger and younger and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So like you have you have there there's like the excuse
2: me. Patrick's getting choked up about 2-year-olds playing football.
3: <laughs> I just I hate baseball so much. There are, there's that there's that story of of the you know, the kid who could have gone pro, the pitcher who could have gone pro, but his high school coach overplayed him, and so he threw out his arm at 18, and now he can't I, play anymore. I've heard about you, You've heard it, this.
2: Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen The Rookie. Sure. Starring Dennis Quaid.
3: I haven't. I've just heard about this happening. Okay. <laughs> Is that in Do The Rookie? You,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, there's one scene I remember in there. He's an old guy. He's trying to be on the baseball team, and he throws the ball at one of those flashing traffic signs, and the ball speed, it like measures the ball speed. You know, as he like how the traffic tells you you're going this fast.
3: Uh, huh yeah. Anyway, okay, cool. <laughs> You've never seen well, the rookie, so you don't. Know. No, I've never seen the rookie, so I don't understand. But I have been in traffic before, so I get that. <laughs> okay. You, you, you understand, right? Like these kids, they can be overworked, right? No. The the a kid's body can be overworked.
2: I Patrick, I am first and foremost an American industrialist, and I do not believe. That kids' bodies can be overworked,
3: <laughs> they can be overworked, and the problem. This nation was
2: built on children being overworked,
3: and the problem is they can heal so quickly, and they're so you know spry that you ke- they can bounce back from injury quickly. Sure, right, sure, but they shouldn't bounce back. You know, you. I mean, I, I, I would, I would see it was a common thing in my high school to have people. You could tell people on the track team because they had ice taped to their muscles all the time they were always like shrink wrapped with ice packs and i'm like how is how is that okay they're children and what is it what is it for it's so the school can get sponsored by adidas right it's because it's i man it's just it's awful it just sucks What,
2: what do you propose that the kids do instead
3: play sports like normal kids play go play go run track that's fine you don't have to have daily practices for football you don't need to be that good at football plays. Wow
2: there's a lot of you don't need to a lot be of people getting triggered in the chat right now probably.
3: I I hope so. I mean, examine yourself. Why do we need to continuously sacrifice children's bodies on the altar of sports? Uh, we don't. Why do we need this? So we can so we can scout. Ta- I hate I hate I hate that they said. Oh, we were scouting talent. Like they said it ironically because it's children, it's middle mm-hmm. schoolers. But like you're telling me there aren't middle school talent scouts. You're telling me that there are there are, and that's dumb.
2: There are entire websites and Instagram accounts that are dedicated to following the up and coming middle schooler and like high school like lebron james's son like people have been watching him play basketball since he was 11 to see if he's going to be as good as his dad you know
3: that's dumb and bad and we should feel bad for having a world where that's uh, that's conceivable
2: <laughs> i i'm with you i don't not not a lot of disagreement for me here i think i think sports are yeah. fine as far as they go i love
3: shooting the hoops with the yeah. kids oh yeah you know? it's great I'm trying to get better at basketball so that I can play basketball
2: with the kiddos. That's really good. We should yeah. play basketball when I come up to Pittsburgh.
3: But the problem is they're all they're all training like three hours a day every day. So it's hard. Mm. They're very good. And they're they small. They are very good.
2: <laughs> that is one of the most frustrating things is playing basketball with children that are old enough that you can't just use your size to, to beat them. And, and more skilled than you because they have way more time in their life to dedicate to it. And you weren't that good. And so you just get beat by a 12 year old, over and, and over, over and over and over and over and over and you're trying not to get mad because you're kind of like helping out with the youth group and you don't want these kids to see that you're mad <laughs> but then they can tell that you're getting upset because you're not joking around you're not talking as much and so they start bothering you they start poking you, <laughs> they start, start clowning you. on you they start clowning you start pulling all your pants down and then you have to leave because you think about punching one of them <laughs> And this is why you don't volunteer with youth groups anymore. And I'm not saying that that's me, but I'm saying that it could be. (laughs) Could have been something that happened to me
3: once. Maybe it's good that I didn't play basketball in high school, so I wouldn't have as much like angst about needing to be the best.
2: That's my problem. Is that I didn't play in high school. I only played in middle school. Oh, I I see. I played a lot of pickup in college, and so like I know how the game works. I understand what should happen. I don't have any muscles that do that. You know. And so it's frustrating to like have enough knowledge about the game of basketball to know what I am supposed to do. Sure. But when I get into the situations to not be able to do them and then get beat by a 12 year old, it just is a, I can't come home to my wife anymore, Patrick, and tell, look her in the face and tell her that I got clowned on by a kid. I can't. I can't do it.
3: <laughs> I can't do it. You may say to me, Patrick, Patrick, but if we don't teach these kids how to become basketball professionals at the age of four, then how are we going to be able to have people as adults who do amazing things like LeBron James, who have been practicing, and then how for, for years and years and years, how are we going to get kids who can grow up to be the LeBron Jameses, the Steph Curries? I don't know any others. How can we get <laughs> How can we how can we get people to be because then because then we won't have this national basketball association. We won't have these big games that make millions of dollars. And to that I would say yes. Yes, we would not have those things.
2: I do I do like the NBA. But also At what cost?
3: At what cost? At
2: what cost? Is there basketball in heaven, Patrick?
3: No. There ain't no Twitter in heaven.
2: No Twitter in heaven, no basketball in heaven. Remind me again why we're going.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to get upset about that. Someone will. Anyway. But but
2: unironically, that's why people don't believe in God, because they're like, you're telling me that there's not these amazing things that I enjoy down here? I don't want to believe in your god if he's going to take away my favorite pastimes so we need to understand that and have sympathy with it and sometimes ethan would like to play basketball in heaven as a treat and i think that's (laughs) fine i think that's okay
3: sometimes ethan can play basketball as a treat
2: (laughs) uh do you want to talk about like god or whatever sure i think we should hey Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba da ba ba ba. This is, I was just going to go with the topic that I suggested to you. Unless you mm-hmm. have a different topic that you no, would like to discuss. No, I like to the discuss. topic that you said to me. I don't remember
3: what it was, but I like it.
2: I like it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get up, and I'm going to walk over to the other room, and I'm going to grab the book that I'm reading, and I'm going to bring it back over here. I'm going to read you a couple quotes from it. We're going to go.
3: Okay, I'm going to sit here.
2: All right, I'll be right
3: back. Regan, if you're listening to this. Oh, wait,
2: crap. Ethan can still hear me. <laughs> 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 so I'm rereading the book. The Power of Silence by Cardinal Sarah. And first of all, before we get into this, can I just read you the list of uh, endorsements on the back of this book? Taylor Marshall. No, just kidding. It's it's just kind of like a like an all star. If we're do we're doing like the NBA draft, you know, these are the people you're picking. Sure, first yeah. In. So top of the line: Bishop Robert Barron, George Weigel, Cardinal Burke, Archbishop Chaput, Most Reverend Salvatore Cordeleone. Oh, wow. Michael D. O'Brien, Peter Kreeft, Father Donald Calloway, and Father Donald Haggerty. Just That's like amazing. a powerhouse. Sure. If all of these dudes like your book, you've written a pretty good book, I will say. It's true. Just a couple of comments generally. I feel like this book is a lot like the Benedict option where people read or like Leisure the Basis of Culture where people read the title. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've, I've read that. You know I, know, I know what that book's about. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. it. Yeah. But I actually think that people need to just... Uh, read it seriously because it's now that it's not like in vogue you know Mm -hmm, to be your favorite mm -hmm. book i think it's it's worth pondering uh there's some there's some lines in here that have sent me down a direction that i don't know if i can ever come back from in a good way
3: i love when books do that
2: yes yes let's let's see here
1: Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm wow wow (laughs) i'm just (laughs)
0: we have one of those
3: commentary podcasts but it's like you read the book along with ethan and he just goes wow oh man that's a good one i gotta write that down
2: (laughs) yeah so paragraph 76 (laughs) too few christians today are willing to go back inside themselves so as to look at themselves and to let god look at them i insist too few are willing to confront God in silence by coming to be burned in that great face-to-face encounter this is the money line in killing silence man assassinates god that's hard that's he he takes no prisoners as he's writing this um this is the other one that we can we can chat about it lack of respect for silence is a form of blasphemy against the holy spirit
3: that's hard <laughs> i don't know I don't know what else to say. Just dropping wisdom. <laughs> do you think Cardinal Seurat and Pope Emeritus Bank the Sixteenth are friends? Because they hang, they seem to write a lot together. Just the
2: one book, right? Did they did. Did they do more than that?
3: Yeah, but he he did the forward. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth did the forward for this. Oh, book. he did.
2: You're right. You're right.
3: I'm looking. I'm looking at the cover right now.
2: Persons who live in noise are like dust swept along by the wind. They are slaves of a turmoil that destroys their relationships with God. On the other hand, those who love silence and solitude walk step by step toward God. They know how to break the vicious circles of noise, like animal tamers who manage to calm roaring lions. And then finally, in silence, sadness is looking at oneself. Joy is looking at God. This is why we have silence. It is necessary to get out of oneself to think of God instead of thinking about self infallibly silence leads to god provided man stops looking at himself for even in the experience of silence there is a snare narcissism and egotism patrick my experience of prayer oftentimes is i is i sit yes in quiet uh-huh and i just think about all of my problems mm, i see And then after about 30 minutes, I go, oh, and by the way, God, could you help me with those things? And then I read a book. (laughs) And I don't think I've actually been praying for maybe probably the last like three years.
3: Interesting. My experience in prayer is the exact opposite. Really? I sit and I think about God and then I go, oh yeah, I have a life. You're so holy. That God is supposed to be a part of. (laughs) Hmm. What if we
2: fused?
3: Together we will be a saint. (laughs) One singular <laughs> unit of sainthood.
2: <laughs> we don't have enough in us to each become saints individually. We have to combine forces. Bad
3: but unironic, we have to Voltron. <laughs> the the body of Christ is kind of like Voltron. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the body of Christ is like Voltron. We don't have enough in us to be Voltron. Okay, but when we, well, when we combine our little our little robotic correct. felines together. I never saw the movie. Uh, we can we can become a giant ninja robot transformer thing.
2: I. Hmm. So there's a there's another thing that I've been thinking about a lot concerning like beauty, right? And th- these are the two things like silence and beauty, because you hear Bishop Barron talk about beauty, and everyone's like, oh yeah, he's the big he's the beauty guy, and he's like, we should lead with beauty in the rose window. And then, like, it just gets reduced in the same way that this book gets reduced, where people are like, oh, yeah, the power of silence, like, silence is really powerful, you know? And they just, like, restate what the person has, like, you know, it made their title or their thesis statement. But, like, people don't actually understand what these things mean. And that happens with lots of stuff. And... I don't know if that's just like a desire for people to feel like they're a part of the Catholic culture, which is probably fine or a desire to feel like they Mm -hmm. know the right thing, even if they know that they're not acting it out. I mean, these are just my motivations for doing those kinds of things. But um, I think the reality of silence and the reality of beauty are two things that are not taken seriously enough. Sure. Yeah. Because actively cultivating beauty and actively actively cultivating silence are probably the, two hardest things to do in american mm. culture right now
3: oh it's so difficult it's probably difficult i mean i think it's been difficult for all of american culture but yeah
2: and i think we have a a misconstrued understanding of what beauty is it's like well i can't build a notre dame in my backyard so like i'm i'm stuck <laughs> um yeah and we we're confused about what silence is it's like well you know, I, I work with a whole bunch of people every day. So silence is not, and I have kids at home, so I can't never be silent. I don't know why I did that voice, but <laughs> uh, what do you, how do we get back to, to, to those things without it being like even more noise, you know, cause there's ways like, cause I don't want to just get everybody into a room and like preach to them about why they need more silence because it's just like plays into the. Into the problem in the first place. Similarly, you just can't get everybody in the yes. room and be like, "Here's the role of beauty in your life, and this is how you should do it." Like, beauty has to be encountered and experienced.
3: Yeah, you can't. You can't become a. You can't become a silent right. influencer. You can't become right. a beauty influencer. So, like, influencer.
2: what for guys like you and me have a podcast? You know, we're kind of in that spot by default sometimes. What do we? I I just don't know what to do, and I would like you to to tell me.
3: <laughs> I'm very bad at doing things.
2: I just want to know what you think. You don't have to teach me, but I'm just curious how you think about all of these things.
3: I came home yesterday <laughs> exhausted mm-hmm. because of all of the noise. Mm-hmm. Like it was just constant. Mm-hmm. I worked for basically 14 hours yesterday. Nice. Because of the way my schedule worked out. I had a meeting at 8:30 that went until 1230. <sighs> it's one of those in services. It was fine. Mm-hmm.
2: Were there any action an items at the end?
3: No. Oh dear. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was food though i did exodus 90 it was great it was good what you said at the beginning was the first two weeks are exhilarating mm-hmm. and the first two weeks are exhilarating was true for me mm-hmm. the rest of the the rest of the time was like oh this one right. this discipline's hard okay and that one's easy again and now this discipline's hard but that one's easy again and then switching back and forth and i think it's hard to persist in silence I'll use an analogy. I live in Pittsburgh. I used to live in Florida. It's very dry up here. I have to moisturize. I have a skincare routine that my wife put together for me. I have to nice. moisturize. Nice. When I do it all the time, I'm like, wow, this is great. When I moisturize my skin for the first time after having not, I'm like, man, this is great. And I do it a couple more days because it feels great. And I'm like, my skin is healing and I'm, 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 I'm getting all full of moisture. And then... I for I just I do it for a couple more days and then I forget one day and then I remember the next day but then I forget and then I forget and then I forget and then I forget and now my skin is like falling off and I'm like ah oh, uh, this is gross, I'm
2: molting.
3: I know and then I don't want to moisturize because it hurts to moisturize mm. when your skin is so dry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when my skin is so dry at least, and I think that's kind of how it is with silence, youth minister analogies baby, you don't you know you need it your skin feels awful and you're like I'm so tired. But you know what? It hurts to do it. It hurts to start. So I'm just not going to start. I'm just going to persist in my consumption, in my noisefulness, you know, because it's just it's just default. Mm-hmm. It's just if you do nothing, noise will fill your life mm-hmm. because the world is noisy. Mm-hmm. We've
2: created a noisy world. Well, the world was noisy before.
3: Sure. I guess that's true. We were. It was. Yeah, there was always there's always noise available, you know, i, I there was noise in the town, there was noise, you know.
2: It may have been easier uh, in a superficial sense for the peasant in the European village to have a quieter life. Mm -hmm. But the temptation still remains to think about yourself, think about money, think about what's going on with the other families in the village, to, you know, only worry about your business, only worry about, like, even though those things are probably good you probably had to spend a lot of time thinking about how your family was going to eat because there was no kroger yeah you know. the
3: difference is now there are just gigantic structures that market the noise to us
2: and so that is, there's like two layers then right cuz it's not just people think that if they're just quiet that they're going to have silence you know like if i just stop listening to podcasts then I will be happy. If I just do Exodus 90, then I will recover silence in my life. But what happens is I've been with people. I've known people who do something like Exodus night, like a radical removal of exterior physical noise. And still all the thinking about is, you know, am I, is this girl going to date me? You know, I, what about these grades? What about this? What about this? You know, I got to when's the next time that I'm going to be able to have a snack? You know, when's the next feast day What's like, and it's just still just a, constant churning of things in your brain. You probably experienced this during Exodus where it's like, yeah, I removed the physical noise, but now I just have a lot more time to think about me. <laughs> yeah. And that's like not the that's not the point. And that's those quotes that I was reading is um like true silence comes when we joyfully stop looking at ourselves. Not in a in a way of ignoring, like maybe what you were, like what you're talking about at the beginning, um, but in a way of, Lord, I'm going to look at you, and I like I'm aware of all these things, and I'm going to set them down in front of you, and I'm going to trust you with them, and then I'm going to like listen to what you're going to say to me about them, instead of just you know reading about the life of Jesus, being like, wow, it's so awesome that he healed all these people. I hope he heals me. With this thing one day, man, the story's so great. Oh, this saint is awesome. He's written this great book. And then boom, like my time of prayer is done, which is what I tend to do. Or the opposite, which is just sitting there being like, oh my gosh, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? This doesn't work. This is really hard. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> and then you're done. True silence is an, an acknowledgement of the reality of, of both. Mm-hmm. This is my question, Patrick. Sorry, I've just been rambling. But here's what I'm curious about. Is there anyone who's really teaching people how to pray in in our parishes, in our families?
3: Oh, most certainly not, no. I think the most that you get is you get people saying that prayer Mm -hmm. is important.
2: And giving materials to pray, but I think everything that, I don't want to just be the problem pointer outer, but I think being the problem pointer outer helps us be more aware of what we can do internally to solve the problem.
3: Well, I try to teach my kids how to pray.
2: You do a good job. I believe that. Do you think so? Yes, I believe that there are, there are ministers and families where like prayer is actually being being taught i don't doubt that
3: hold on fisher thought that i want to share with you the way i do it okay. so that other people can replicate it yes what okay. i'm saying
2: is oftentimes the solution is more noise it's okay you've been filling your brain with for example sports talk radio how about instead you listen to catholic radio yes and it will help you be like that and that's like the extent that's given to most people is what mm-hmm. if you substituted this noise that's very clearly worldly with this other noise that's not as obviously as worldly <laughs> but still pretty worldly
1: yeah
3: but go ahead
2: and, and share what you do
3: sure okay yeah so I victory screech victory screech <gasps> Uh, This semester at EDGE, I decided... So the the Life Teen model is gather, proclaim, break, send. It's a pretty basic structure. You gather with a game or some kind of activity, and then you, you teach. You do the lesson for about 10 minutes. You break where they synthesize the lesson and talk about it amongst themselves in whatever way. That's small groups, individual reflection, whatever. And then you send them off with some kind of prayer experience. And in pretty much every Life Teen session... There's a new prayer experience every time the idea is to like give the kids a wide swath of here's like what we're folks like you can have. There's so many different things in the church, right? I think that's good for high schoolers because you don't want them to get bored (laughs) or like you want them to, you want them to try new things. You want them to expand their, their horizons when it comes to prayer for middle schoolers. I decided that was too much because deciding a new thing, not sure how it was going to work every week with 80 kids was tough so what I did was I said we're doing Lexio every week this semester because it worked. I made a little handout, and on the last night we we didn't do it last week, so we did a confession. So we did it again this week. And one of the one of the core team members mentioned that one of the kids was like said like when we started doing it uh, when we were like going to do Lexio, he turned to he turned to his friend. He's like, I love this part. <laughs> I was like, that's so cute. He's like, I love this part. This is the part where we we pray. Um. And so I've been doing I've been doing Lexio Divina With 40 to I think the max we had was 70 40 to 70 middle schoolers uh, Huge For about 10 minutes Every other week The way I did it was I had them I didn't have them Pick up Bibles Because Bibles intimidate Kids who've never opened one before And then you Yeah you Spend like hours Trying to find the passage Yes they do So I printed out a short passage On a half sheet of paper Mm -hmm. And it was like Sixteen point fonts was very very short, and I just had them close their eyes, turn off all the lights. I had them close their eyes. I played instrumental music. There's silence. There's so there's noise there, right? But it's like if there's 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 scientifically Mm -hmm. there's noise there, but you can still create silence because because if there's silence, complete silence, they start with the internal noise, right? They're thinking, oh my gosh, I really have to fart, (laughs) you know, like oh my gosh, like are people looking at me like this is kind of uncomfortable? When are we leaving? That sort of thing. So that kind of just, that helps a little bit. And I had them close their eyes. I had them imagine their heart was like, I had them imagine like an ocean, like a really roaring ocean. It was very like churning and there was waves and there's thunder and lightning and rain. And I said, all right. And now just imagine that all of that just goes away and it's peaceful and it's still. And on the shore you see Jesus and he has a little campfire. And he's making breakfast <laughs> He's like, go into the shore. And I had the, what I said was like, okay, now when you start thinking about something other than prayer, the water starts rocking. Like the wind picks up again. I want you to make sure your water stays still and so don't interrupt anyone else's water. Like don't make a joke. Don't turn to someone and look at them. Don't try to get their attention. Just focus on keeping your water still. Um, and so having them kind of focus that mental imagery of like giving them a mental image of what it's like to be still and silent Mm -hmm. was helpful because Mm. when you're trying to, I mean, Teresa of Avila ran into this problem. She was trying to explain the different stages of the spiritual life to people who had not experienced them yet. It's like trying to explain the difficulties of fatherhood to someone who is just getting into a relationship for the first time. It's like, this is a, this is a, a new stage of relationship that you have no frame of reference for. And that that's even probably a, a bad analogy because like there's there's a similarity,
2: right?: There is a frame of reference. It's like trying to explain how an airplane works to a dog.
3: <laughs> that might be a little too different.
2: <laughs> sure, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's different in the fact that the dog could never actually, yeah, grasp what it is like, but every human could, in fact, reach those heights mm-hmm. of spiritual. Maturity, but I don't know. It's it's hard to I hear. It's you
3: like trying to no. explain the the deep intimacy between uh of you know two people who've been married for 50 years to, you know, kid who hasn't even had a relationship
2: before. It's like trying to tell Patrick that there's more basketball players than just Steph Curry and LeBron James. It's just it, it could happen, but it probably won't. And they both play for um, the the different different, <laughs>
3: different No, they both play for the same. They both team. play for team basketball. The Golden Gate Uh, Mavericks all right
2: so (laughs) it's golden state and the Mavericks are in Texas anyway okay. Uh, (laughs) so I think there's something similar here with beauty kind of what I was alluding to earlier because these both these things kind of are intertwined in my mind how in the same way that you provided an experience with silence for these people what do you look what's wrong what's wrong you good
3: there's a stink bug in my in my room that time of year again All right, Go uh, on.
2: in the same way that silence is i don't even remember what i'm saying because you're so distracting <laughs> just
3: i'm sorry it's oh those, yeah, the Sam. stink bugs are you've seen them right yeah they're like harmless but they're big you know and you're and you're like there's a giant bug right there okay but it's fine he's a harmless uh, little guy silence talking about silence
2: In the same way that you gave your students an experience in an encounter with silence in a way that they hadn't before, because it was dedicated mental energy and you gave them a space and you did it over and over and over again. They have now Mm -hmm. like you can claim like, yes, victory, right? Like we have successfully shown them what silence is like. And hopefully, and I, I don't know. I mean, just that one kid saying I love this part is probably evidence of fruit Mm-hmm. and there's probably other evidence of fruit that you are aware of but it, maybe there's some that we don't even know about. So I think with beauty, Christians have an an obligation to like cultivate beauty in how they live and in how they act. And that it's very easy to be like, well, you have to have a home like this person, like this it's a very Instagram type thing where it's like look at our house, it's all these neutral tones and we've got all of the all of the Catholic books that you're supposed to have. And we've got all of the Catholic (laughs) toys that you're supposed to have. And everything's made of wood. And look at me, I'm 35 and I'm very hot and I have 10 children, you know, like it's, I, I don't know exactly. I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. (laughs) We'll get there eventually. I know that those things exist out there, right? That it's easy to think like, Oh, well that's, they have a beautiful home, right? They have a beautiful life, but there are, there are things that you, you Patrick could do in your apartment, that currently like make your life with Phoebe more beautiful. That if someone who is not Christian were to walk in, they'd be like, there's something different here. And I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something different about the way they talk to each other and about where they sit and about how they sit and about uh, what they cook and about how they eat and uh, like everything, right? Like there is a certain element to it. And I don't think Christians understand that we have that power to create beauty We don't lean into it. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that we have this power to create silence and lean into it and encounter God in ways that we never have before, because silence is like this prerequisite to ascending this spiritual ladder. You know, beauty is corollary for maybe the exterior. I think like silence is the interior thing. And then beauty is this exterior thing where we could reach new heights and new levels of evangelization and new heights and new levels of community and this is the struggle is that there's you have to acknowledge and we have to acknowledge that like God is going to do most of the work and it's not then our job to go to our parish and hold a seminar in the basement where we're like okay now guys this is how we're all going to create beauty this month Um, make sure you come back every week at, at 630 in the morning yeah uh, and there's going to be donuts and who's going to provide the donuts next week like that we're just missed the plot right away because we're we are so not accustomed to how it actually needs to happen but it's all of the the impetus for the interior life and for the exterior life, like all has to come down to like, how family families living out silence and beauty yeah. because everything then will flow out of those things. Is that, does that make sense or am I crazy?
3: Yes, it makes sense because beauty and silence both draw you out of yourself.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: Oh, this is something mm-hmm, greater mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. me is mm-hmm. here. <laughs> You know, something greater. I'm yes. in the presence of something greater than me. Uh, but you can't be in front of something beautiful all the time. Sometimes you have to podcast with me, Ethan. <laughs> so I'm just sorry. <laughs> uh, and you can't be, be You can't be in front of something beautiful all the time. You can't be constantly experiencing the most transcendent beauty you've ever experienced. So
2: I mean, you can though. Like I feel like there are saints who are in the constant presence of God while they're still on earth, you know?
3: Okay. Let's put it this, let's put it like this. Let's say you can't, Ethan, you Ethan can't cannot. always, yes. I can't always. Yes. Uh, until we experience, uh, the, but even, but even saints, you know, Teresa of Avila is like, you know, that you, you, you don't experience this, this spiritual marriage all the time. You don't experience this complete, total union with God for longer than a couple of minutes. And
1: mm-hmm.
3: if ever, like that that the the mm. highest reaches of the experiencing heaven on earth only happens a little bit kind of sometimes yeah for some people anyway uh, it's the point is that silence is like a kind of it's 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 an interior mm-hmm. beauty mm-hmm. and and also it's something that allows you to it's something that allows you to receive beauty more mm. i think mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. something that allows you to receive beauty more yeah Because, I mean, you know people who, ah, maybe I shouldn't just paint with the broad of a brush. No, paint paint with a
2: broad brush. I'm ready.
3: You know how, like, you see, like, a house? How dare you? Like a modern, like a modern mansion? Yes. And you're like, what? Yes. That's, what? That's, that is, that's the ugliest thing I've thing I've ever seen. And the only reason why I th- I have a theory I think that I think minimalism exists because it's the only it's the only way that it, you can experience visual silence is by just stripping everything bare. Out of it. are you looking at a stink bug now? No,
2: there's thunder, or someone uh, is rolling trash cans right outside the window. One of the probably
3: ten. rolling trash cans because I don't know I don't know if, don't know if thunder can get you underground. Trash was yesterday. Oh my god! So what is it? What is it? Must be thunder. Anyway, it must be like a visual kind of silence, right? Like stripping down all the noise. There's there's nothing visually stimulating, so you can kind of make a some a simulacrum of silence. That's a fun word that I learned. But you know there's you know, people that, that just can't be bothered with... It's like the LaCroix debate in the Crunch Discord the other day. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> How is it like the LaCroix debate in the Crunch
3: Discord? It's like the LaCroix... Some people can't appreciate the subtle beauty of a little hint of lime and seltzer because they've been inundated with Diet Pepsi for like, like 25
2: years, you If you years, want to drink you know? a Sprite, drink a Sprite. But just acknowledge the fact that you are, are going to die. Like... <laughs> I just had a Waterloo... It was amazing. Sure, is that lemon yeah, lime? they're great. You know, sparkling water. Um, but people people get so frustrated because they're like, "I cannot. I can I don't know what the point is of what your what your comparison is." But I just don't understand how people. Oh, it tastes like you dropped a Skittle in water, and that's bad, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> anyway, no, the
3: very point is that it doesn't taste like a concentrated right. Skittle. Like that's the, the whole, whole point. point. Is it's it's, it's not supposed it's to
2: simulating, you know the. I don't, I don't even need to explain this to you because of how stupid it is. <laughs> you know
3: how like you, when you squeeze water, <laughs> squeeze water, you know, you know, when you squeeze lemon into a water and that's what grown grownups do, that's what a LaCroix is, but it's fizzy. So anyway, <laughs> people, uh, they're, are the people who can't, that who can't appreciate LaCroix because they've been, they've been, um, inundated with soda their whole life. It's like, there are people who can't, um, there are people who can't, uh, experience beauty because they've been inundated with noise all their lives. They've been inundating themselves with noise all their lives. Okay, I'm not I'm not comparing LaCroix to to church architecture. I am, but I'm not saying it's yes, the same yes thing. It's right. not the same yes, thing. Right. I'm comparing it, but it's very yes, obviously yes. very yes. different. Uh have soda if you want, I don't care. But you shouldn't still. <laughs> Listen to the seed oil podcast. You don't think that applies to high fructose corn syrup? Come on. I want you to live longer does, so you baby? can subscribe to <laughs> okay <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> there's there are people out there who can't experience beauty, who scoff at you know Beethoven. Kids can't understand why Don Quixote is beautiful literature.
2: It's it's even hard for me even like only until recently like today I was telling you that I bought some T.S. Eliot books at uh at Half Price Books. Yeah. Ethan like 3 years ago was like, "What's the point of poetry?" I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But like it's only recently that I feel even a desire to sit down and like understand that poetry is meant to be read differently than how you – like it's not meant to be read for the story. It's meant to be read for the language and the way that it's designed and the emotions and the feelings and the images that it evokes. And it's like, okay, every day I look at spreadsheets and answer emails and talk to people who are angry and frustrated and you know I got to make dinner and I got to do these chores and it's like, okay – Actually, I would like to have these images and emotions and feelings evoked by some literature. And like the only way to get that is is through effort, right? It's through like sitting down, quieting your soul and allowing these things, whether it's literature or poetry or music, like classical music or art or nature to like work on you and allow yourself to be to be free to receive those things. But that is like so hard. It's so hard for everyone.
1: Yeah,
3: it's difficult.
2: So that usually what we'll do is we'll either, you know, it's like there's the lowest to the highest. So it's like, okay, I'll just get on TikTok or I'll get on Twitter or I'll get, I'll like read a a quick, you know, science fiction book that's really fast paced. Or I'll watch, you know, some kind of TV show or I'll watch a movie, politics or sports. Like there's all these other things that like are so much easier to apprehend that like we never break through any of those we just like rotate through all those based on how it makes us feel you know it's like i've been on on twitter too much so i should watch a movie you know (laughs) (laughs) we never break through to the actual things that exist in this world like prayer and like the scriptures which hold private place in all of this but then also like you know real literature poetry real art real cinema and like real encounters with nature. Like those are the things that are going to restore your senses and like help you have those encounters with beauty and then help you lead a more beautiful life in your, in your everyday. Like if you're constantly like meditating on the words of the Psalms, the way you interact with your wife is going to be different than if you're constantly meditating on the words of Stephen A. Smith talking about how Michael (laughs) Jeffrey Jordan is the goat, you know? (laughs) So yeah.
3: Oh man. That's like the every time I every I don't know every time I'm like in a in a mechanic waiting room and the sports center is on. There's that guy, that angry guy, yelling about how yelling about who the greatest of all time is.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
3: like, what? This is not a productive conversation. There's <laughs> a
2: there's a I don't know what it is, but there's some kind of video that has Stephen A. Smith yelling about something. I don't know why he was having what what is was it? Happening.
3: Stephen A. Smith, who I'm thinking of, is it the black guy? Well, I mean, I, I there are plenty of black guys on Sports Center even. Okay,
2: that's true. He's the black guy. <laughs> is it guy. the angry guy that I know of? Yeah, probably. He's the probably. most memed I was out of everyone.
3: Okay, um, cool. Yeah.
2: But there's this clip of like I think it's Kanye West's Wolves playing over the top, you know, like <laughs> <"Woo-oo-oo."> <laughs> And then it's him saying, "I am having a very bad day. This is the worst day that I've had." very long time
1: <laughs>
2: and I whenever something bad happens my my brothers will like send that to me and it's just it's so funny so anyway carry on it's I think it's good for those things because it makes me laugh but also it's probably not good for my soul or whatever
3: <laughs> there's this principle of writing that am, uh, inspiration is for amateurs so you know and I mean I am an amateur in in several things so maybe I should just wait for inspiration but there's a reality that uh inspiration so let's say like you know inspiration to do something creative like write a poem or write a short story or pray uh inspiration is for amateurs right like you will you will be inspired to pray some days you will not be inspired to pray other days but if you habituate yourself into silence you're habituating yourself into the 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 context in which inspiration comes or through which these things, you are inspired, uh, not inspiration, but the things themselves. So like when you're you're silent, you're able to appreciate poetry. You may also be able to write poetry. I'm saying this because I want to write another hymn and I can't do it.
2: (laughs) But you just got to try. I just
3: got to keep doing it.
2: You just got to work at it.
3: Yeah. I got to be okay with writing a bad one. I'm not okay with writing a bad one. Right.
2: That's the only way. I think there's something, there's another line in the in the book that just says like the only way to achieve like the habit of silence is repeated attempts and repeated failures. Like that's the only way. Yeah. It's the same thing with beauty. It's like you I can try to like paint something or I can try to have a beautiful home and I can try to have beautiful dinner time with my wife, but like I'm going to fail probably nine times out of 10 for a long time until it starts setting in like how to actually do this. So
3: yeah, and then you're going to succeed once and you're going to do something really incredible and people are going to be, wow, how can I do that? And you're going to be you just like, have you have to keep have to try. failing. Yeah. And they're going to be like, I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> respect,
2: so, to where we started. This is good. This has helped me. I just was, a, I needed to process this. So thank you for...
3: External processors make good podcasters. April showers bring May flowers.
2: Oh. <laughs> Dang it, I was about to say, and what do, and what do good podcasters bring? <laughs> Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Do we have a Dr. Ethan dating We do. (laughs) Ah, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. It's called communication, baby.
3: Oh, very sad. Very sad update. We gotta do the very. Yeah, uh, can I hear yeah, what happened from? from yeah, last sorry. Week? I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, put it in the Discord. Um, by the way, bitly bit.ly slash crunch discord. You can just.
2: That's you're telling me that I can join the Crunch Discord by just going to bit.ly slash crunch. Yeah, we
3: instead of instead of a weird URL that has a bunch of numbers in it. Whatever. Who knows numbers? Uh, you can just go to bit.ly slash crunch discord to join right now. So, like, what are you waiting for? That's so crazy. It's such a short URL. You can do it while you're driving. Don't. Don't. Maybe. Unless. (laughs) Do do it at a stoplight, maybe? I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. But whatever you do before you get a crash, make sure that you turn off this podcast so the police can't trace it back to us. We
2: wouldn't want the feds coming knocking.
3: (laughs) We wouldn't want the feds coming knocking on my door again.
2: There's so many people talking about last week's Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner on Discord. You don't want to miss out. Um, and the only way, the only way is bit.ly slash it's crunch discord. It's the only discord.
3: way. Only way. Welcome. Uh, so I, oh, I did, I did write, I did write a poem. Uh, ask her, the, this, this this poem is entitled, Ask Her Out. It's an email that I sent to Tony the Tiger. Uh, last week. Uh, ask her out, three exclamation points. Dude, you gotta. Don't wait for our episode. You gotta call her and just apologize. Okay. Hey, so this is my super mega dumb update to what happened with N- with Noemi. So he does not work at Kohl's. He works at, where does he work? Let's say he works at Walmart because we know people, who, yeah, he works at Walmart.
2: Okay. I yeah.
3: did apologize, and she said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I know it's not fine. Um, apparently, she joined him and his family for birthday dinner, and she gave him a gift, which included like all this like mm. personalized, cool stuff. She's like, I bought this months ago for you, and it's very she's very cold. Uh, I wanted to tell her in person the next Ooh. day, but she wasn't available. I did a lot of mega dumb things. Um, yeah. By the time I read the email, me and my brother had finished our sad boy hours dinner, so he listened to the episode two, and then he said he appreciates everything he said that we said on the podcast um oh wait he told her that he liked her through the voice messaging app on his iphone
2: <laughs> oh what
3: not a good idea uh, 20 minutes later she responded i appreciate your honesty but i don't see you as anything more than a friend oh i asked if she still wanted to be friends and she said i gotta think about it Ooh. one day later she said i don't see how we could continue being friends after this it changes everything and it really sucks that you put me in this position in the first place especially since we work together and we see each other on a regular basis it's not fair We've worked with each other since then and it's been really hard. We have to communicate with each other constantly since we're both, uh, they work in the same department. So she's been doing the bare minimum amount of communication as she possibly can when it's just us. I'm not too bummed about the rejection, but I am bummed about losing the friendship. Please continue to pray for me as I continue to navigate this and pray for her that one day she may experience God's love and come to the church.
2: Oh, this sucks. Sad. Sometimes that happens. It's, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never made out in the in and out parking lot.
3: Man, this is sad. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry.
2: That's true. Hold on. I'm sorry too.
3: Was what he did really that bad? I'm kind of on his side now. She's being a little dramatic, actually. She's being a little dramatic. She's like, I don't know what yeah, you honestly, honestly I don't see how we we're can out on this for- girl. She's just mad at you.
2: I don't like her. Yeah, she's just mad like,
3: at you, man. You made a mistake. You Honestly, made a mistake and apologize. You, you made a mistake in in you the heat a mistake. of the moment.
2: You apologized.
3: And you yelled you no. Were you were hungry. You hadn't made out with anybody in hours. <laughs> so you,
2: <laughs> Sorry, you hadn't eaten in hours. You hadn't eaten in hours. I think based on what we know about you, which is one, that you made a mistake, and two, that you apologized about the mistake, and three, that you ultimately care about this woman's well-being and her soul— that you are doing better than ninety eight percent of men that are available in her game yeah, pool. He you know? apologized. He so, apologized
3: without us telling without him without
2: us to. telling him, without us ridiculing on him on this podcast. So girl, if you're listening, what was her name? Naomi. Naomi, if you're listening, get it together. Forget this man.
3: Don't you don't find guys that like listen, you know the amount of times I've made Phoebe sad so many times. Maybe twice. But you know, I've apologized. <laughs> we, we make each other sad. People hurt each other. It's possible it's possible that she's just like friends are the people that never uh hurt you ever. And mm-hmm. she's, that's just not true. Anyway. Yeah. I'm on his side now.
2: I'm we're we're totally on this guy's side. You didn't mess up. You did everything right.
3: You messed up once and then you did everything right after that. And even apologizing over the voice messaging app when you haven't been able to get time to talk to her is totally a fine
2: thing. It's not that bad. It could have been a lot that's not that bad. Could have been worse.
3: It's like it's like Hey, I I've been trying to I've been trying to apologize, mm-hmm. but I, I need to do that. And I'm worst doing case, it
2: the, she responds with K, and you say, "Oh, you invest in Kellogg's too." You invest in Kellogg's. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: let's do a Docter this data quarter. Um,
2: we gotta do a quick one. I got it. My wife is waiting for me upstairs. We yeah.
3: do. Yeah, we'll do a quick one. I twenty six f really like a guy thirty two in a faith based small group that I'm in. It's been going on since February and will end May 9th i like how they all start their like with little Reddit, like reddit posts you know this is good the small group not the attraction um <laughs> i know this guy i've known this guy for a few years now i served for two years with a mission organization that he works for so he was technically Focus. an authority yeah sure <laughs> we talked a bit when i was on mission and he helped my team my second year but this attraction didn't start until we were put in a small group together i'm having a hard time deciding if i should ask him out or wait for him to approach me the night of our, those are that's a false dichotomy. We'll give you the answer in a second. Mm-hmm. The night of our small group, he texted my friend who also works with him and said, "Hey, you didn't tell me what's her name? Let's say, Lindsay. let's say her name, Lindsay. You didn't tell me Lindsay was back here. I moved from the different state the last year." Then a couple weeks later, he texted my friend again. Um, to have her show me a talk that we were talking about in the small group. My friend went ahead and sent him my number so that he'd have it, and he ended up texting me the talk, too. Nice. It's been pretty much crickets on the texting front Ooh. since then, though, which gave me pause during small group. We were constantly laughing and glancing at each other. Oh, glance. And we've seen <laughs> – see- premarital glancing? I don't know about this one. <laughs> and we've seen each other a couple times outside of small groups. Uh, it's It's – in the same thing i'm not sure if this is enough to convince me that he likes me part of me wants to believe that uh, he's 32 years old and he'll ask me out if he wants to but another part of me doesn't want to miss out on an opportunity because i waited on someone else to take the lead a few years ago a seven-year relationship that i was in ended i haven't dated or liked anyone since so i feel like a fish out of water with this whole thing um any and all advice would be appreciated also sorry if this is too long i know y'all hate that um a few years ago a few years ago a seven-year relationship ended wow so like she was dating this person when she was 18 and must have been right she's 26 yeah Yeah. a few years ago 70 like a high
2: school relationship that went through college and then ended in or after college wild so so Lindsay,
3: so hold on imagine dating someone for seven years knowing them since they were 15 presumably and then dating a new person who you met at 32. That's a whole life about this person that you don't know.
2: It's a totally different like when this guy when this guy was 15, your old boyfriend was Crazy. still like in grade school, you know? So when this I I really like this guy.
3: You know nothing about him.
2: I think there's something here between Lindsay and Lance the Glance, okay?
3: <laughs> Lance the Glance.
2: I think he's got a lot going for him because number one, he hasn't been creepy or weird. Number two, he's gotten her number on his own initiative, right? And number three, he hasn't texted her, which probably, if I'm guessing a 32-year-old man, probably is like, you know what? I don't really want to text a bunch because I'm wor- I'm a- I work and I like to go to bed. And she's twenty six and she probably has other stuff going on. It's probably totally just a place of deference and respect and just a maturity that maybe you're not used to, Lindsay. Maybe Lance the Glance is the the most mature man in the room, and that's why you're you're so attracted to his aura.
3: Or maybe he's a maybe he's just a boomer. He doesn't use his phone. That's fine. <laughs> maybe he's a boomer.
2: Maybe it's Rudy Giuliani in a skin suit. <laughs>
3: You know the answer to the question: Do I ask him out or do I wait for him? You know the answer to that question.
2: You know the answer to that question. Do you? Are you planning on Are you planning on asking me out, or do I need to? Do I need to move on? Easy. You can even preface it. You can even preface it. Hey, I really enjoy spending time with you at our small group faith sharing co-ed faith sharing group that inexplicably we're both in. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of these before, but just say, "Hey, I really enjoy spending time with you." Uh, I'm 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 I like you. I'm attracted to you. Are you going to ask me out or do I need to do we just need to be friends? That's like the most That's such a normal thing.
3: You can you can even read more about it on Catholic Match blog. If he hasn't asked you out yet, ask him this one question by Patrick Nevy in dating and relationships. Really? It references the crunch. They let me do it. They let that's, me reference oh. the crunch. It's very good. Also 20 articles on Catholic Match, 20 uh 20,000 people saved (laughs) from yeah this article this article has been read 1600 times so you and 1600 other people can uh learn about the bulletproof question uh hey are you going to ask me out anytime soon or should i move on seriously it works like magic
2: it seriously does that's also it does can i also say something else a lot of people think that like there has to be all right this is gonna come out weird
3: I'm going to
2: explain
3: myself, okay I've, you needed a podcast forever you you you, yes. you have thoughts like this all the time and you tweet them without context that's what you used to yes
2: do. a lot of people think that you have to have mutual consent to start a friendship <laughs> and that's just it's just, not, just true. not true like you can be friends with a person and even like <laughs> leave it open to be something more than a friendship sure. if you just start like it sounds weird but you start pursuing more intentionality with this person. Yeah. Like maybe you call him and just see how's it going. Some of me and my friends are going to this thing. Do you want to come? And like, it's not, I don't think that's like an inappropriate thing for a woman to do. No, not at all. Because she's, because it's it can be really weird. It's like, oh, the man is supposed to pursue me. Therefore, I can't take any initiative action ever, which is just like. It's wrong. Not true. It's wrong. It's just wrong. 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 China. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that George W. Bush is younger than Donald Trump? Just an interesting one. That's crazy. That's
3: yeah. crazy. Yeah. Did you know that so. every uh, every president that's Bill Clinton has been a baby boomer?
2: Yeah. Did you know that if Bill Clinton ran for president against Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump, he'd be the youngest candidate? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like a crazy thing to this say. This
3: weird. Um, Did you know that George Washington but, is younger than Joe Biden? <laughs> They didn't live as long back then.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think Lindsay, if you wanna if you wanna get with Lance of the Glance, you gotta start you maybe so maybe you try the lion, maybe you don't feel comfortable. Take a chance. That's fine. Take a chance on me.
3: If you um, wanna get with Lance the Glance, take a chance.
2: That's what it's take a chance. I think you shimmer up to Lance the Glance and you start and you start singing Abba and you just kind of look him dead in the eyes, you kinda of do like a little shoulder thing. And you say, take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance, take a chance. You
3: look him straight in the eyes and you say, you look him straight in the eyes and say, um, when you're gone, though, I try, how can I carry on? I don't know that. I don't know that song. When you're gone, how can I even try to go on? That's SOS. By uh, who
2: Habit. this is an SOS, don't want to second guess. This is the bottom line. <laughs> it's you. I gave my yeah. all for you. Now my heart's in two, and I can't find the other half. It's like I'm walking Shoot, on broken that. glass. Better believe I bled. It's the call I'll never get if you never call me Lance the Glance. That's that could work.
3: Wait, hold on, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Uh uh wait, oh wait, uh, S O S, please, someone help me. I was like, "What oh, S O S, Rihanna?" Quick, I forgot the words.
2: That's a song that really fell off. That was like everywhere for a minute, and has just has not been played and then gone since then.
3: Those are one of the songs that I that I uh, so that with Apple Bottom that along with Apple Bottom Jeans, I associate that with Galaxy Skateway uh, in Melbourne, Florida. For me, it's <laughs> uh,
2: it's it's the soak up the sun. I want to soak up the sun. That's a that is the epitome of Ethan is out of school and doing fun things and maybe going on errands with his mom song. Because <laughs> I want to soak up the sun. <laughs> All right. This has been a good podcast. I uh, I really have to go to the bathroom and attend to my pregnant wife.
3: That's amazing. When do you guys do? November 30th. Huge.
2: Yes. So, say some prayers for... For wife for wife and baby, we'll be saying prayers for Phoebe and baby.
3: Thanksgiving baby, that's what the baby was. Turkey child Turkey. is what I've been, <laughs> I've
2: been... I have been referring to the baby as Ethan 2, the sequel, which has not been going over well in in my marriage. That's great. So, that's really funny. Yes. We asked my parents last night um, what they wanted to be called, you know, if they had yeah. like a... And I said, my dad's like, I don't care. And I said, how about Peepaw? And he said, no... <laughs>
3: Right. my yeah. mom immediately went I'm Nana just I called it <laughs> dibs
2: that's so funny yeah.
3: my my father-in-law is from Iowa and my mother-in-law is from Mexico and so he's Papa and she's Buela
2: <laughs> that's pretty it's good.
3: fun it's a fun combo <laughs> uh
2: can I be Tio I would sure like to be...
3: you can be Tio Ethan
2: <laughs> Tio Ethan due to my heritage
3: your Kansas inheritance. heritage if you like this podcast, if you think you, if you think this podcast was worth a dollar twenty five, consider supporting us for five bucks a month on Patreon. If you can't do that, that's okay. Totally understand. Uh, leave us a review because that helps too.
2: And if you're interested in continuing the conversation for the podcast this week, you can go to bit.ly slash crunch discord, and you can encounter with two hundred and ten other people who are actively every single week talk about what we talk about this week in in that week's episode, plus arguments about LaCroix with the reference to Plato's cave and other such things that uh, (laughs) we can never predict so it's a good time bit.ly slash crunch discord patreon.com slash the crunch or leave us a review on iTunes Patrick do you have anything else for the people
3: Optimus Prime implies the existence of Optimus Vespers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sorry I'm not sorry though (laughs)
2: I wrote it down, so I wouldn't forget it. Optimist Prime implies the existence of a pessimist prime. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.